0: Hey there everybody and welcome to this video on how to admit when you are wrong. I'm your host Dr. Donnelly Snipes. Why is it so hard to admit when we are wrong? Well, admitting when we're wrong makes us feel vulnerable. It says I'm not perfect. Psychologists have found that we often attach our sense of self to an idea. So our values about what is right and wrong. If I do something bad, then I am bad. If I make a mistake, then I am stupid or, or what have you. So it's important to unhook from that and be more specific. If I do something bad, then I made a bad choice. Doesn't mean I am a bad person. Another reason it's so hard is because when we do something that goes against our concept of ourself as being kind or smart or whatever, it creates cognitive dissonance. So I believe I'm a smart person, but I was wrong. That doesn't, that doesn't jive. I can't be smart and be wrong at the same time. You could argue that point, but we'll use that for the example. Um, or Sam is dumb. I believe Sam is dumb and Sam is right ooh I I can't in my mind I can't make all that work where somebody I think is dumb is right about something that I'm wrong about that doesn't work with me so we've talked in other videos about assimilation and accommodation when we get information that doesn't fit our expectations our brain has to do some mental gymnastics and when we're wrong that situation is occurring there are some mental gymnastics that have to uh, have to occur because it just what happened does not compute other examples i'm a nice person but i was rude how can i be a nice person and be rude and and think about it i mean most nice people that we know occasionally do something that comes off as rude you, know, you don't you fail to hold the door for somebody or something sam is unpleasant and but he was nice today hmm, that doesn't jibe. so this must be an anomaly this is cognitive dissonance when something happens that we don't believe to be true we may hold on to our truth very doggedly and refuse to admit that you know what maybe sam's actually not that unpleasant maybe the last three times i interacted with him he just was having a bad day or maybe i brought it out in him who knows i'm intuitive you know i am really good at understanding what's going on Ooh, but i didn't see that coming it's hard to admit when something catches us off guard i really want this to be true but it's not so and and some people will go to great lengths if there's something that they really passionately want to be true and it's not they may try to find every um scrap of evidence to support their theory and try to magnify that as much as possible because it's something that they really they have an emotional connection to and they don't want to be sad attribution reframing is something that we can do that can make it easier to admit when we're wrong a lot of times when people have difficulty admitting when they're wrong their attributions are global stable and internal so what I'm I'm wrong so that mean must mean I'm wrong about everything stable I'm wrong about everything all the time and internal it has to do with me I'm a dumb person or I'm not able to make good decisions and some people were told that when they were younger some people received a lot of criticism and that is the uh, self-talk that they internalized what can help is if we evaluate the facts in the situation unhook from it put it out here and instead of being global I do this all the time i'm rude all the time recognize it's a specific incident i was rude to somebody today it's changeable i don't have to be rude to people again i could be more mindful of what's going on around me and it's external just because i did something that was rude doesn't mean i'm a rude person and reframing that can help us uh, feel less attached and attacked when we admit that we are wrong people who have difficulty admitting when they're wrong often use cognitive distortions the first one and maybe the worst one is mind reading if i admit i'm wrong then this person is going to think fill in the blank So think about times when you have refused to admit you were wrong. What were you assuming the other person would think if you admitted your, your mistake? And this is especially true. If you refuse to admit you're wrong, you know, you're wrong, but you refuse to admit it. You're like, no, not going to go there. Um, so what are your assumptions? What are you assuming is going to happen if you admit you're wrong? another cognitive distortion is called catastrophizing if I admit I made a mistake I will get fired or severely punished for example and it's important to examine this from a fact based point of view whatever the mistake was what are the facts about what is probable to happen Um, I've worked in behavioral health community mental health centers for a long time and we have things called sentinel events, and that's when a big mistake is made. You know, somebody's given the wrong medication, or, or something happens that is a big, big deal. Um, but the accrediting agencies and the powers that be recognized that if people were afraid to admit they were wrong, then we couldn't learn from the mistakes to prevent them from happening again. So a lot of agencies have what I call a no-fault policy you know when something happens you need to report that it happened so we can fix it and look at the procedure to keep it from happening again and if it wasn't a willful thing then most of the time you won't get in trouble and I say most of the time because I can't speak for every agency but that was the case at the agencies that I worked at and it was made it a lot easier for me to admit when I was wrong and I had a great boss too and I remember many times many times over the course of 14 years walking into his office and going Richard I screwed up and he he wouldn't get upset he wouldn't get flustered he'd just kind of shake his head and go okay how are you gonna fix it there was no yelling there was no screaming there was no well how can you be a supervisor if you did this he's just like okay how are you going to fix it and sometimes I know that he actually knew ahead of time because I I would go in there and I'd say Richard I screwed up and he'd go yeah I know so what are you going to do about it so he wasn't coming to me he wasn't berating me he was giving me the opportunity to have the courage to come to him and go I made a mistake and that was really important for developing trust in our among our team so for catastrophizing yes when you make a mistake at work or whatever could you get fired possibly what are the factors in the situation and what are the probable consequences of what's going to happen all or none thinking is the third and last one we're going to talk about in terms of cognitive distortions for this people who have difficulty admitting they're wrong often think in all or none terms i'm either right or i'm wrong there's no in between there's no maybe i'm partially right or maybe we both can be right it's all or none there um thoughts that go along with this include I know I'm right and I will not consider others may also be right no not even going to consider that option so I would ask you to consider how could you both be right how could your opinion be correct and their opinion be correct as my son would say from a certain point of view and what does it mean to you if they are right some people have difficulty um, allowing others to be right because then they feel vulnerable they feel like people know things that they don't which makes them less powerful or vulnerable negative self-talk also triggers the fight or flight response which makes people double down on proving that they are right just to save face to save their power uh, when we admit that we are wrong then sometimes we may be admitting uh, that we failed at something I I made a mistake I failed to do something right I failed to know or provide correct information therefore I'm worried that people will think that I'm stupid you know so there it's I am again so it's that internal we need to unhook from it and people may think that you made a really unfortunate choice but they will be looking at the choice not the person some people fear that if they admit failure they will be rejected or abandoned they think things like people will not like trust or respect me if I make mistakes so I need to make sure that I look better than I really am I'm going to put on this facade or people will ridicule me If I make a mistake, they will basically try to take me down a peg, so to speak. Or some people fear loss of control. People will think I'm not competent. If I can't control what other people think about me, if I can't know that they're going to think I'm competent and worthy and all this stuff, then that's terrifying to me this is especially true in people who have low self-esteem and they require other people to provide them validation if they fear rejection if they fear loss of the ability to control everybody around them that's terrifying because that means those people may not provide them the um, validation that they need another common thought is if I apologize I'm giving my power to that other person and yeah you kind of are you're saying I'm not going to stand up here on my pedestal I'm going to step down off of it and acknowledge that you were right or that I was wrong or both so that is a changing the power dynamic where you acknowledge what's going on Sometimes it isn't that it's difficult to admit you're wrong, but you refuse to admit somebody else's right. And I want you to think about times when you have had difficulty admitting you were wrong. You knew you were, you knew you were wrong, but gosh, darn it. You were not going to let that other person have the win. You were not going to admit that they knew something you didn't, or they did something better than you did what feelings does it trigger in you when people say let's agree to disagree that's one that kind of makes my skin crawl somebody in my past used to say that and they said it went in a very passive aggressive manner a very condescending manner okay fine let's just agree to disagree the implied message was I'm right you're wrong but I'm not going to argue about it with you and that always triggered my fight or flight response more more likely the fight response because of the tone of condescension not because they had a different opinion but the tone of condescension so for some people it's hard to agree to disagree because they hear somebody in their past saying that in a condescending tone but again what does it mean to you if you respect someone and that's part of assertiveness assertiveness means my values opinions thoughts etc are valid just as valid as your thoughts opinions needs wants etc we are our, our stuff is equally valid so why can't we agree to disagree why if i have an opinion about something and you have an opinion about something I acknowledge that yours is valid from your point of view mine's valid from my point of view and you know we don't necessarily need to change one another's mind why do you think you need to be right good or perfect you know why is it so hard to admit when you're wrong why is it so scary why do you need to be right all the time and it's different for every person so what to do well think about how were mistakes handled when you were growing up so let's first start with your mistakes when you made a mistake as a child what was how was it handled were you punished for making mistakes were you punished for doing things wrong did your parents treat it as an opportunity for growth you know you came to me you told me your mistake so let's figure out how to fix it or were you taught never admit just blame and reframe never admit mistakes um, lie manipulate do whatever you have to do you know so what messages did you receive growing up from your caregivers Um, and sometimes the caregiver i mean the caregivers are not going to say you know blame your sister for it but the way your parents responded to you when you admitted mistakes shaped how you handle mistakes henceforth so if they punished you severely or they told you how disappointed they were and continued to bring it up six months a year later the mistake that you made well then you might learn from that never admit mistakes because it's just going to keep coming back and biting you in the butt um however if they acknowledged your mistakes like my my old boss did and said all right you screwed up you're human what are you going to do to fix it then you may have a whole different uh Outlook and approach at handling mistakes now let's talk about your parents mistakes because we learn based on our personal experiences but we also learn by observation so when your parents made mistakes your caregivers made mistakes how did they handle it did they lie about it did they blame and reframe in order to avoid having to admit their mistake or did they admit it and use it as an opportunity for growth or I guess the third option did they admit it make them say they were sorry for it and then do it again 17 more times you know it's important to recognize that if we admit a mistake we need to learn from it when you were growing up how were your differences of opinion handled if you thought that it was appropriate to go to bed at nine and your parents thought it was appropriate for you to go to bed at seven you know it was a difference of opinion and you made your case for why you should get to stay up till nine how was that handled if you had a difference of opinion from your parents if you had a difference of opinion as you got older and when you're going through your teenage years and you're individuating as Erickson would say um you will have differences of opinion from your parents about you know a whole host of things and how how is that handled if you have a difference of opinion I'll I'll use the example of my daughter went through a period where she wanted to try out different hairstyles and different hair colors and did i like it not so much however uh it was important for her to be able to experience that would i dye my hair blue no Uh, but she wanted to do it so you know she experienced that so it's important to examine you know How did your parents react? How did your caregivers react if you admitted dissension, which in their opinion, meant you were admitting you were wrong? Uh, um, When you were growing up, did your family warn you to keep secrets, even though you knew things were not right? For example, if your house had substance abuse in it, a lot of times there's a mantra, don't talk, don't trust, don't feel in the uh, addicted family because the whole goal is to paint this facade of perfection we can't admit anything's wrong everything's good here thank you very much same thing if there's domestic violence or maybe there was drug dealing or something else nefarious going on and you knew it was wrong and you were warned to keep it a secret Um, you felt it was wrong and but you couldn't tell anybody you couldn't admit that something wrong was going on in your family think of a time when you were or might have been wrong what are you afraid of if you admit you're wrong you know just think about it real quick what's the first thing that pops into your head when you think about a time when you you were wrong and and i ask you what are you afraid of if you admit you're wrong what's the first thing that pops into your head okay that gives you an idea what automatic beliefs do you have that tell you to fight instead of compromise or admit you're wrong write each of those beliefs down and then dispute them so for example you may have this automatic belief I'm not going to let them have the satisfaction of knowing they were right then you can dispute that you know what is the benefit to that and why is it that i refuse to let to acknowledge their correctness apologizing is a sign of weakness and i will not be weak people who've experienced trauma um, as well as people who have been told this in their family of origin um, may have difficulty admitting weakness because they equate weakness with lack of control and being victimized so some people may doggedly hold on to their beliefs because it helps them feel in control another thought could be they will use it against me and that without evidence is mind reading if you assume somebody's going to use it against you now if you've got evidence that they're going to use it against you that's a whole different ball game Um, but in general when we admit our mistakes people feel respected they feel grateful that you were willing to acknowledge your mistake and had the courage to actually you know take that step to admit it or you could be in a position where you're in power you're you're the parent you're the adult you're the smart one of the group Uh, therefore I cannot be wrong oh gosh well what what does it mean if you're wrong what does it mean if somebody else in the group who you don't think is as smart as you are or uh is right what does it mean if you're a parent and you make a mistake and your kid calls you out on it um been there done that um what does it mean as a parent if you admit to your child you know what you're right I I screwed up what does that mean to you what does that feel like even thinking about saying that think of a time when you were right and somebody else was wrong now this one's easy to think about because you like thinking about when you're right what thoughts did you have about the person that was wrong there are their beliefs and then there's the person you may have thought their beliefs were wrong and ill-advised to use a nice phrase but what did you think about the person did you think that they were um ill-advised how did you respond to them they were wrong so did you berate them did you um use Socratic questioning to try to help them understand your point of view or what did you do the way you respond to others when they're wrong is often how you expect them to respond in turn so if when other people are wrong you berate them and you think ill of them then you probably assume they're going to do the same back to you how do you want them to respond to you so if somebody else is wrong uh, how do you want them to respond to you when you uh, point out their when you provide them constructive feedback we'll call it that um you know a lot of times we want pe- we don't want people to get angry we want people to hear it from the place of nurturance that it comes how did the person respond to you so remember you were right they were wrong how did you handle it and how did they respond to you what did you learn about admitting mistakes from that interaction reimagine your relationship with being wrong being wrong adds knowledge scientists doctors you know we see this all the time Um, I, I think it was Benjamin Franklin but I could be wrong who said every failure just teaches me one more way not to do something so we can make mistakes we can be wrong a scientist may say I think that XYZ causes cancer scientist does the experiment and finds out that they're wrong the null hypothesis was proven correct They, they were wrong okay well we know that this in this condition this doesn't cause cancer I was wrong now does that mean the person is stupid no does it mean that the premise was flawed possibly but it doesn't mean that the the scientist is a bad person or stupid um I remember the show house that was on many many years ago and house was a very curious diagnostician but he usually got the diagnosis wrong three or four times before he found the right um right diagnosis but people like fawned all over him and said how brilliant he was and you're thinking you know what but he made like four misdiagnoses first Uh, it helps us understand that it's okay to be wrong especially if we if we learn from it making a mistake or being wrong is situation specific just because I make a mistake today doesn't mean I have to make it tomorrow just because I make a mistake today doesn't mean it change doesn't change who I am as a person it means I made a bad choice it doesn't mean I'm a bad person how might it improve your relationships to admit mistakes remember I said a lot of times people feel respected and um cared about when you admit your mistakes when you admit you're wrong they're like thank you part of that is because you are again stepping down off that pedestal so the power dynamic is a little bit more equal but part of that also is because they may feel less of a need to try to fight against you to try to defend against you because you're not attacking them anymore you're working with them you're synergizing how does doggedly holding on to something that is clearly wrong you, know, you even you can see that it's wrong but you're holding on to it you're like well I are, I already said this cat's already out of the bag I can't go back now how does that increase your stress when we are wrong it's an opportunity to learn and expand our field of view what else might be causing cancer remember I said we determined xyz doesn't cause it so what else might be causing cancer that encourages us to, encourages us to get curious it encourages us to ask what did I miss if you did something and you were rude to somebody um, what vulnerabilities did you have preceding the episode get curious I'm not a rude person so why did I respond that way open up your field of view look backwards Linehan calls it backwards chaining actually they call it backwards chaining and di- and uh, and behavior analysis too but look back and see what vulnerabilities did you have leading up to that maybe you were your blood sugar was low maybe you didn't sleep well maybe you were too hyped up on caffeine um what things might have contributed to you acting in a way that's not consistent with your values what vulnerabilities led to the mistake remember I said in in um hospitals vulnerabilities in the process can lead to sentinel incidents so what things led to this mistake Uh, what processes might have led to this mistake how can you do better so you don't make the mistake again and if you're having a difference of opinion with people on something even if it involves facts is it possible that you both can be right in what way can you both be right other steps get support it's always helpful before even before you admit a mistake to call a friend and go oh I've got to go eat some crow right now um swallow your pride that's whatever you want to call it um but it can be helpful to get support ahead of time and support afterwards especially if the person doesn't respond well unhook the mistake from your core self I made a mistake or I'm wrong about this it doesn't mean that I'm dumb as a person or I'm a bad person it means in this particular instance I I was wrong remember people's reactions to you are more about them than they're about you if they reject you because you made a mistake what does that say about them what might be prompting that or if they won't accept your apology what does that say about them and and I'll give you a hint it's their fight-or-flight response so they don't feel safe for some reason learn from your mistakes repeat offenses are harder to forgive we see this a lot for example in substance abuse counseling where people relapse and they admit they were they made a mistake they admit they were wrong in what they thought they could do or what they thought they could handle and they learn from it but if they keep making that same mistake and keep relapsing for that same reason then eventually people will quit um, feeling like there's any authenticity to their admissions or apologies when you're wrong you often feel shame and guilt mindfully notice how it feels to admit mistakes instead of hiding them or keeping secrets so if you know you're wrong that can prompt feelings of shame and guilt so now not only do you have to keep the secret because you know you're wrong but you can't admit it but you've also got to deal with the shame and guilt associated with being wrong so how might it feel to admit you were wrong and be willing to learn from it admit you're human oh my gosh it is not easy for anyone to admit they're wrong mistakes provide an opportunity for growth and learning admitting mistakes allows others the opportunity to help you learn so that's another reframe that you can look at you know if I admit a mistake like when I used to admit mistakes to Richard um, he would say okay you know you're a new supervisor or you're a new clinician let's figure out how to prevent this from happening in the future and let me tell you from my years of experience what's worked for me And in substance abuse recovery, we have a phrase, take what's useful and leave the rest. He didn't force me to adopt his opinions, but he provided information that I was able to use to figure out how to solve the problem and prevent it from happening in the future in a way that most nearly corresponded with my self-concept. And admitting mistakes demonstrates respect to others when you are willing to admit you are wrong and they are right that is showing that you are respecting their cognitive boundaries you're not going to go in there and try to change what they think because it doesn't jibe with what you think you are willing to respect their boundaries and even admit that you are wrong this has been a brief video on admitting mistakes but hopefully it gives you some things to think about now obviously admitting mistakes again as as I said is not easy but really examine really take some time to think about times when uh, you've been wrong and what were you telling yourself what did you feel in your gut would happen or what did you fear would happen if you admitted you were wrong? Thank you for watching.